Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at charis.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the cross. And thank you for the supply of your spirit. As we hear your word, we just want one thing. Speak to us. We want to hear from you. Wherever we find ourselves, we pray that, Lord, just a word from you is enough to change our world. So speak your word to us and change our lives for good. In Jesus' name, Lord, heal the sick. You told us that when your word comes, the sick will be healed. Save the lost. You told us that when you are elevated, when you are lifted high, you will draw all men to your side. Do that in our midst tonight, this morning. Do that, just that and bring all the glory to your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all shall say, Amen. And all shall say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I feel something is happening in the house. I said something is happening in the house. Hallelujah. Someone shout hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is moving just like a magnet. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost power is moving just like the magnet. Praise the Lord. All right. What time is it? One more time. Tell someone it's time to seek the Lord. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12. It says that sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow grounds. Why? For it is time to seek the Lord. How long? Till he comes and rains righteousness on you. Why should you break up your fallow grounds? Why should you break up your fallow grounds? Fallow grounds means that grounds that have not been used for a while. You are not planted on. Right, he said, break up those, the fallow ground. That means that it is time for some people to dare new things in Christ. Take new steps in Christ. Do new things in Christ. All right, says so that break up your fallow grounds for it is time to seek the Lord. When it is time to seek the Lord, what is supposed to happen? You break up your fallow grounds. Because it's time to seek the Lord, you have to break up your fallow grounds. Because it's time to seek the Lord, you have to break up your fallow grounds. It's no more business as usual. Brother, it's no more business as usual. The earlier you wake up, the better. Because the Zion train is moving. (laughs) The Zion train is moving on. No one is waiting for anyone. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that it's just the same. It's just like the spirit. When the wind blows, you can't tell where it's blowing from, where it's going. And all you can do is you can hear that there is a movement. He said, and it's the same with the Spirit of God. John chapter 3 said, it's the same with the Spirit of God. For when the Spirit of God is moving, he's not waiting for anybody. He moves when he's ready to move. 
And the Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has suffered violence. And the Bible says that violent men press into it. You have to press into it. You have to press. That's what it means to break up your fallow grounds. It will not be, it will not be based on comfort. This is not time to seek comfort or comfort. I spoke about how the Holy Spirit comes to comfort us. All right. But that, that word, so you read some other translations, it is translated helper, the Spirit of God, when the Holy Spirit are helper or the helper, all right? So the word translated comforter is also a helper in John chapter 14, all right? So the Spirit of God comes to help her. He comes to give us strength. But when I talk about comfort here, that don't, it's not time to look for comfort. I'm talking about not time to seek relaxation. It's not time to relax. It's not time to relax. When an arm robber is in your house, it's not time to relax. You can't say, I've been working nights all night, so I, I can't rest. I, I, let me rest. While arm robbers, you can do what you... No, you can't do that. So when it's time to seek the Lord, you can't rest. Tell someone, when it's time to seek the Lord, you shouldn't rest. What time is it? Hallelujah. It's time to seek the Lord. It says that break up your fallow grounds for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on us. Our scripture for this month is Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Very powerful scripture. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. When should you seek? First. First. Before you begin to concentrate on other things, seek first. What time is it? And when you are seeking God, when you are seeking the Lord, when you are seeking the kingdom, what time do you seek the kingdom? How? How early? First. All right. So when you are seeking God, oh Jesus, I like that one. When you are seeking God and you make him secondary, you won't find him. You won't find him. Because God is supposed to be first. Isaiah chapter 45 talks about why and how God loves to hide himself. He hides himself so that someone can seek him. You look for him. He says that, then will you find me when you seek me and search for me and then you seek me with all your heart. God wants us to look for him. God wants us to follow after him. Psalm 63 from verse 1 somewhere there. He says that my soul follows hard after you. That's David talking. He said I have a strong desire. Uncontrollable desire. Uncontrollable passion for him. My soul follows hard after you. Early in the morning will I rise up and seek you. And because thou have been my help, under the shadow of thy wings I will rejoice. He said that my soul seeks for you like in a dry and a thirsty land. God wants us to seek him. And when it's time to seek God, seeking God, you must make that a priority. If you make that secondary, you won't find God the way you should. Hallelujah. So um, we understand from Hosea that, watch this, that it is time, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord until. And so if you haven't gotten to a certain level, you don't stop seeking. But you have to seek God till he comes down and raise righteousness on you. You the one who is doing the seeking. You have to seek him until, until he comes down to reign. And he says that if you want him really to find him well, he says that you have to seek the kingdom of God first. 
doesn't make it a priority. That's right. And you know that, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know what? The, the things that compete with God in our lives. Mm. I mean, when you are a good person. Mm. As for bad people, let's leave them out. When you are a good person, the things that compete with God in your life are the necessary things of life. The necessary things. Say the necessary things. Like the phone bills and car insurance. You heard the lady. The phone bills, the car insurance. To the extent that there are people who are in church, you are in the presence of God, and you are, your phone is on waiting for a call. Because you, you're expecting... These are necessary things. Oh, my friend will call me. He said he'll call me around this time. So, and strangely, it doesn't happen in Caris. Strangely, there are places you go, and someone is sitting, a phone will call, and they'll pick the phone. Hello. Hello, go in the church, going out to go and listen to a phone call. At that juncture, who are you supposed to hear from? <laughs> so there are some necessary things that can bar us or prevent us from seeking the Lord the way we should. And if you don't seek the Lord the way you should, Satan likes it. Because it's easy for you to become a cheap victim. In his hands. Now look at Matthew chapter 6 again. Go back from verse 31. Thank you, Holy Spirit. From verse 31, it says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Are these not the basic things of life? Is that not why most of us work? Is that not why most of us work? I said, Most of us, that's why we work. Some people, that's not why they work. That's why these are the basic things of life. What you eat first, what you will drink. Psychologists call the primary drive of life. The primary drive is everyone have. If you don't have that drive, you are sick. It's a natural drive. Most children don't cry till they are hungry. Infants. Mother said, "Oh, it's because she's hungry. How do you know? Are you the, the, the tummy? Yeah, no, because when she's hungry, she'll cry." So that's why when you are, people are recovering from illnesses, they begin to gain appetite. So you can eat and you can drink. If you can't eat and you can't drink, you are sick. <laughs> All right. So there's nothing wrong to seek food because it's life. You can't live without food. There's nothing wrong to seek drink. All right. Now, and then he says, what you wear. If you didn't have anything to wear, there's no way you'd have showed up here. The police will stop you on the way. <laughs> so, so these are the normal things. Normal things. Now watch this. Watch this. He said that, verse 30, 31 again. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we drink? In other words, there are times that when you, what you will drink, what you will eat, what you wear becomes a concern. Am I speaking the truth at all? So I went, other things like bus pass, train fares, insurance, MOT, hey, MOT, MOT, road tax, you know, and then those of us who live in certain areas, you have to have the permits and all. The, those are necessary things. It's, to, to seek this, it's not, it's not bad. It's not wrong. But he says that don't worry because don't worry and say, what shall we drink? What shall we eat? And then what shall we wear? Watch this, watch this. The next verse is very important. said, they do not worry saying, why did he say you shouldn't worry? Because for after all these things, the, the Gentiles seek. Now, the Gentiles here means ordinary human beings. Okay. Watch this. In Jewish times, we have two categories of people. We have the Jews 
and Gentile, biblical times. Jews and Gentile. You definitely fall in one of the categories. If you are not a Jew, what are you? A I didn't say gentle. What are you? A Gentile. <laughs> All right. So who is a Gentile? A non Jew. Simple as that. Simple. Who is a Gentile? So anytime you read the Bible, you see Gentile, it means a non Jew. Okay. So you are a Gentile or a non Jew. And then sometimes we have the ones who are Gentiles who are trying to look like or become Jews. They are called proselytes. Because you have to be born a Jew. But then sometimes you can adapt to Judaism by going to certain rituals like baptism and other things. Then you are a proselyte. You are not a full Jew. All right. So yesterday we read a text. We mentioned some proselytes, Acts chapter 2. So you are either a Jew or you are a Gentile. Now he says that. So when anytime the Bible uses the word Gentile, it's a metaphoric statement. Certain, at certain times, it means that people who don't have a relationship with God, people who are not walking with God. He says that people who don't have relationship with God, these are the normal things they live for. So what he's trying to say, he's trying to differentiate us, we who have a relationship with God, differentiate us from ordinary people. So he says, you can't afford to live a mere life, an ordinary life. How do you know that? Because people who live ordinary life do everything that ordinary people do, and that's all. That's all there is to them. When they go to church, it's like they've ticked a very big box. Sometimes people have to beg them, can you please come to church? They beg them, say, oh, I won't go, I won't. and they use that actually to control other friends or uh, mother or brother or sister or husband or wife, particularly husbands. Husband, the wife, most times wives always catch quickly. And most times, it's true. That's why you see many, usually you see more wives in church than husbands. Is it not true, ladies? Now, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, it took ladies to go and find out he's resurrected. Men were still hiding. <laughs> he said they were praying. They were not praying. They were hiding because they were afraid. That's why they have locked their doors. They were, they were afraid. <laughs> so, 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 sometimes people think they have done God a favor. Because that's a mere man thinking. All right. If you have a relationship with God, it's just like when you, when you, when you buy food for your child. Yeah, have you done the child a favor? He said, oh, I've done it. You should be thanking me every day, you know. She be thanking me. And I don't understand fathers and mothers who say this, especially those who grew up in certain parts of the world. He said, you know, some of us when we are growing, even to eat chicken, you can't find it. You only eat once a year. And you have bought a whole two, two uh, chicken, chicken thighs for you, uh, uh, two drumsticks. You won't pray, you won't thank God and look at you. Stop, your days are different. Stop comparing your days to... What, what, do you know how I call that? I call that child abuse. <laughs> because the child doesn't know your father didn't own a car. And it's not their fault. And his father owns a car. So let him enjoy his father. And you go and enjoy your father. <laughs> Why are you eating the car? When we were growing up, our father didn't have even a bicycle. It was hard. What's, what's all that for? You are downloading your frustration on the little child. The Lord have mercy on all the children. Amen. So it says, don't seek. No, it says that for, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your help. Oh, this is a strong one. Say so your heavenly. Jesus. God knows you need that job. God knows you need that, uh, that, that, that bill paid. God knows it. God knows it. Tell somebody he knows. He knows. 
whisper to another person, tell he knows. Your heavenly father knows you need all these things. It's a need, it's not a want. Your heavenly father knows you need it. Then look at the next verse. He said, God knows, but. <laughs> it starts with a but. But. God knows, but. God knows, but. But God, God, they're about to repossess my house. God knows, but. Oh, look, people are going to mock me. God knows, but. He wants, he wants to teach you how to depend Some of us fear too much. Yeah. And you know what I discovered? Most of the things we are afraid of actually don't happen. Some of us fear too much. Fear too much. Fear is paralyzing. It's crippling. Bible says that fear has torment. That's what, that's what the, these fundamentalists are using to threaten all our politicians. Right. They, they do extreme things that everybody's afraid. There was a time when people are going on the tube, they're afraid. Mm-hmm. On the bus, they're afraid that there may be a, a, a suicide bomber around. So people couldn't. I like when the 77 um, bombings happened in London. The mayor said they won't stop our way, way of life. Yeah. We will continue living our way of life normal. That was boldness because it's necessary because they're trying to terrorize people. That's what fear does. And it's only people who are not strong. It's only people who don't have wits. People who don't have what it takes to face life. They are those who threaten people. Mm-hmm. Well, and little thing, they are throwing tantrums. You know, there's something missing in their life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. I see an addition coming. Amen. The scripture is very strong, you know. It says that do not worry. About these things. One, do know. So when it becomes a, a, an issue of concern, sometimes when it's not a, an issue of concern, that's fine. But the things that become issues of concern, yeah. those are the things that sometimes they step in between us and God. Right. So God said, if I've spoken to you, if you want to worship me, if you want to walk with me, then don't focus on these things that are threatening your existence. Okay. As long as you as long as you working with me is concerned. Because there are times you want to do something for God, but something else is threatening you. It's threatening you to interfere and interrupt with your relationship with God. That is what, sister, do not, do not compromise on your principles and say, okay, I will marry him like that. You know he's a thief. <laughs> you, know, he, you know he doesn't love God. Because other than that, one day your biggest prayer request is God. You change my husband. God, change my husband. God, when you're asleep, one eye is open. You see around. God, change my husband. God, Usually when a lady is desperate for marriage, her language is, I'll take him like that. Oh, it's always like that. I will take him like that. Until they settle. After they settle, a few months later, I say, I can't take him. <laughs> what was wrong with you? How did I go for this? I can't handle this. I can't handle this. I can't handle this. And you become a casualty. So sometimes, you see, when you are needy, you easily become vulnerable. <laughs> when you are needy. So the devil pries and plays on our needs. So God says that 
God knows. I like that bit. He said, don't worry because God knows. He knows that you, he knows that you need these things. That's a very strong one. He's aware that you need these things. He said, God knows that you need these things. But instead of worrying and letting these things stand in the way of in your relationship with God, he said, God knows, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And when you seek first the kingdom of God, there is an impact. Bible says that, and all these things that you have been worrying about, all these things others are killing themselves for, all these things people don't know God, people who don't know God are dying for. He said, God will make sure that it is added. It's not, it's not replaced. It will be added to your godliness. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be added to your godliness. It will be added to your godliness. It will be added to your godliness. It will be added to you. Your godliness is supposed to be foundation. You know what I just noticed? God knows you need something so he wants to give it to you but he, need, he needs a foundation. He needs a foundation to land on. He needs a foundation to land on. So his, 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 his prescription is, seek me. Once you seek me, now I can land and give it to you. He never said, it, it will, you will not have it. He said, they will be added. Because godliness is supposed to be there so that God can land. Mm, it's an addition. Oh yeah, someone clap for Jesus. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Thank you, Jesus. You see, when you seek God, as I said, some of some things will happen. Number one, when you seek God, things that others are dying for are added to your life. Things that things that others are dying for will be added to your life when you see God. Because God himself will make sure you have it. So number one, things will be added. Number two, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and you shall be given. Seek and what happens? Seek and what happens? Seek and I can't hear you. All right, so, so when you seek, you find. And so what happens when you see God? You find God. Oh, show me someone who's found God. And then, and show me someone who hasn't found God but has everything, and I'll show you who, whose future is secured. Because He knows tomorrow. So when you see God, you find Him. You know this religious philosophy some people have. Some people have this religious philosophy. They think that all right, if God wants to give it to me, He will give it to me. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Me, I wait. I won't put God under pressure. Mm. I don't put God under pressure. God, if, if it is in his will to give it to me, if God has purpose that that should happen, it will happen. People say that, haven't you heard people say that? Yeah, so there's no need to worry because, you see, if God wants, no one can take it. And then they quote, um, he who God has blessed, no one don't, no one don't curse. <laughs> How many of you are aware of the fact that something, sometimes God will want something, but it will never happen? There are, things, there are things that are happening which is not the plan of God. It's not the will of God. It's not part of God's will. When you talk about the will of God, they are uh, um, the decreeing will. Decreeing will, as for that one, God decrees. So let there be and there was light. It doesn't have to. 
Okay, but, uh, but, but we, we, we have the, the um, permissive will of God. Some things God will, may not want it to happen, but then if it was so, Jesus wouldn't have said, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven. As, so there can be the fact that there is a will in heaven, but it's not the same on earth. Or let it be done as there should be a correspondence action here. What God has purpose. And prayer is what will make the will in heaven to be done on earth. So your, your marital situation, your marital destiny, what God, that's why sometimes a prophecy will come to someone. Someone will receive a prophetic word that God said, I'm going to do this. And the person can die without it happening. Because God has a will. That he wants to enforce, and wants to be done, but he wants someone to seek the kingdom and stand in the gap. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, let your will be done. So prayer is the authorized agent or medium to bring what God has purposed in heaven to happen. Other than that, people will be dying, negative things will be happening, Satan will be reigning, and God won't be able to help you. And I thought God is all powerful. He's all principled. <laughs> So, brother, when you see God, you are not helping a pastor, okay? I think the earlier you get that into your head, the better. Because do pastors die at all? Yes. Really? Yes. I thought they would live forever. Yes. Oh, so pastors would die. Everybody would die? Yes. Okay. So then, what you do with your life here will determine the answer you are going to give. Yes. So the pastor is actually serving his part. Yours is in your hands. Because no one can live for another person. My mom used to say something. She said, you don't don't take medication for a sick person. I love my daughter so much. So she's sick. Let me take the medication for her. Then the healing goes to her. It doesn't happen. So why is it that people think they are doing some Christian sister, Christian brother a favor by just bringing yourself to God? Everyone is going. Including those who say, I don't even believe he exists. It doesn't change anything. Show me anyone who has been able to discover what it takes to live longer than um, 500 years or 200 years. Show me. With all the noise, your, your, your lifespan is so short. It's so short that they can't keep you permanently employed. <laughs> your lifespan is so short. From, every, from the queen to all of us. You can't live permanently. Even let's say 500, you can't. None of us was alive in 1820. None of us here. Or maybe I'm making a mistake. Maybe there's someone. <laughs> but you know what? He's always been around. Yes. <laughs> He's always been. And after we have left and gone, he will still be. <laughs> He's the only one. Who can guarantee that when you are dead and gone, your children, your grandchildren, yeah. your great-grandchildren can be okay. He yeah. can guarantee that. Yeah. But you, you can't guarantee. No insurance can even guarantee that. Recently, a very wealthy man, about a few months ago, wealthy, one of the wealthiest men in Africa, he died. It's sad. He died in the United Kingdom with all the sophisticated medications, sophisticated health care. Equipment. I mean, this is the well, one of the wealthiest men in Africa. 
wealthiest men. So the wealth does not guarantee tomorrow. How many of you believe that? So the way some of us are working as though all it, it takes for your future to be okay is that paycheck. I want you to live above what ordinary human beings live. Yeah. And the key is in God. Let me tell you this. The key is in God. I've tested it and I'm telling the keys in God. Some of us have seen God. He has proved himself over and over and over and over and over and over and he's going to do the same in your life. If you believe in shout yes. God will help someone here. So when you seek God, what happens? You find him. Number three, when you seek God, (laughs) I just said it, it takes care of your future. All right. So you, let, let me start. Let me put it this way. When you see God, number one, you find him. Number two, when you see God, it takes care of your future because he says that and all these things shall be added up to you. Talking about tomorrow. You know why people worry? They worry about what is yet to come. But you're not sure what is going to That's why we worry. But what you know already, you don't really worry about. It's what you don't know. That causes, and he says that when you see God, the things that will cause you worry, he will take care of them. And then, when you see God, he rewards you. When you see God, he rewards you. Payday is coming. Sister, they've been laughing at you. As for you, you will be going to the nightclub. Look at you. As beautiful as you are. As nice as you are. You're a young lady. You're just under 25. Why don't you go to the nightclub and just have fun? Because, you see, one thing I discovered. Some of those people will be telling they say, oh, me too, I'm Christian. They've been telling you, take it easy, take it easy. Most of them, they have all their energy. You know, many people in a particular, particular in the West, their philosophy of godliness is just take time, get a, a, a they call it a decent job. <laughs> get a decent job, get a decent pay, get a decent mortgage. Mortgage. Believe God to buy off and pay off your house. Get a decent mortgage. Get a decent mortgage and get a decent wife or get a decent husband and get a a set of decent children. (laughs) (laughs) And a decent car and then put your children in a decent school led by decent health teachers who some of whom don't understand anything about life and family life. And then the list goes on and later on after you are retiring in life, and then once in a while, just go to church so that you keep God, you know. So God, at least, you, are, you have a sense of godliness. Once in a while, you go. Now, when you are finished and there's no energy in you again, if you feel God has not disappointed you, then you begin to spend more time in church. Oh, don't you know that's what's going on? That's the, that's the normal mindset. Normal mindset. So to see young people like us and beautiful and handsome like us, serving God with all our intestines and pancreas, <laughs> all, all our energy. It's like, wow. And they ask you, but why are you going to church like that? Why, why are you always in church? But there are people, besides work, they are always watching TV. Yeah. Or besides work, they are always watching football. Or besides, besides work, they are always in the pub. But that doesn't seem to be a problem. That doesn't seem to be a problem. They don't say, why are you always in the pub? Because some people, there's no week that passes after work they don't go to the pub. 
but you, you are in a hurry to go to church. They look at you and say, are you okay? And guess what? They, when they want to have a meeting with you, they want to peg the meeting around their pub time, when, which will coincide with your church time. And you too, you too. You understand? You are making them change your values, making them change your priority. They are imposing their priority on you so that your priority becomes secondary. And you accept it like that. Some of these religious people in our city, the cities of London, in our city, the city of London, or wherever you are finding, you are watching this. Some of them, when is it two, 12, is it 12 midday? Is it midday or two? They're going to the mocks. They're going. And you come, there you come and tell, let's go to the pub. He will even curse you. You yes. won't dare to say, oh, let's go to the pub. When he knows that it's time, he's going to the monks. <laughs> Think about it. But you, the Christian, you, they, they are telling you, oh, let's have a meeting, let's talk about business. And you will go because God is not a priority because God's the, God is not the one funding you. But those, can you imagine? He won't go. He, he will go to the monks when he finished. said, no, I have monks when you finish. And everybody will understand. Well, that's true. This one says that. Are you the Christian? They understand you. And you want them to understand. We are so much eager to be like yes. them. Yes. We are so much eager to feel accepted. Instead of being so determined to let the Holy Spirit manifest in our lives and it will draw people to Jesus. We are living for our lives. We are living to be accepted. He didn't call. Jesus said that if they didn't like me, they won't like you. <laughs> Seek first the kingdom of God. Let's seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let's, let's do it. Seek first the kingdom of God. Sky, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Don't let anybody intimidate you and make you feel sorry and make you feel secondary, make you feel less of a human being because you are trying to seek God. If I were you, I would go and buy even a bigger Bible now. Put it under my armpit. Some some retired Christians will come and tell you, no, they say you have to do it nicely. You have to do it nicely. Just, just get just get a pocket Bible. Don't let them see it, so you can attract them. No, I'm not saying that holding the Bible makes you a better Christian, but sometimes you should be proud about your Jesus. You should be proud about on Facebook. Let everybody know you go to church. Be bold on Facebook. Put statement glorifying Jesus. Yes. Put it there. Yes. Anything that glorifies Jesus, reshare it. Yes, sir. Yes. And some of the pictures, take them down. Yes. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> take some of the pictures down. It's telling us so many negative things about you, but that's not really who you are. That's what you, who you used to be. But now your address has changed. Holy Spirit will give you all the good. Man, is someone getting something? When you see God, he will reward you. Jesus said this, Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, and Luke chapter 18, verse 29. It says that there's no one who has given up husband, wife, family, and uh, houses, anything. Watch, look, look at Luke. I prefer the Luke version. Luke chapter 18, verse 29. So he said to them, Surely I say to you, there is no one. Say there's no one. Jesus said it. There's no one. It can never happen on earth. There's no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom. 
said, no one who has prioritized the kingdom of God, there's no, look at verse 30, no one who shall not receive many times more in this, it's, you don't have to die first. He said, in this present time and the age to come. <laughs> so you, 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 it's, it's double barrel. You benefit here because and all these things shall be added here. Because you don't need food in heaven. Is someone getting it? Yeah. So God, he said, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, he says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God will reward you as you seek him diligently. Don't seek him diplomatically. Seek him with diligence. Put in effort. Say amen. amen. And then number four, when you seek God, you prosper. All right. Second Chronicles chapter 26 verse 5, it says that as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Hallelujah. So when you see God, he makes you to prosper. When you see God, he, he, ah, I like this one. He touches our land. Say our land. Amen. In Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14, he said, If my people who are called by my name, by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face. Did you see that? Seek my face and turn from their wicked way. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. London and United Kingdom need healing. United Kingdom needs healing from God. Because policymakers are not getting it. They are trying. They are doing well. We thank God for their lives. They are doing well. They are trying. But still, the pieces are not holding together. So we have to keep changing policies and keep making new policies and keep making researches and keep making... Because, you see, it takes God to heal our... We need God to heal our land. The peace we're looking for, it takes, it's, we need God to give us that kind of peace in this, our country. Hallelujah. There are a lot of people uh, late at night. You can't be walking in your neighbor. You can't walk alone. And what we need is revival in this land. We need revival in this land. When we see God, he brings... So how do you see God? Spend time with God. How do you see God? Time. What time is it? So you have to invest time. Some people want to see God, but they don't have time. They don't have time. They are too busy. You go back to your doctor, he gave you, put you on medication because practically you are dying. And he puts you on medication. And you go back, said, are you, are you falling? He said, I couldn't fall. Why? He said, I'm so busy. I'm so busy, I couldn't be taking the medication. Hey. All right. So time, how do you see God? You have to make time for God. Say, make time for God. Make time for God. Most of the people, listen, most of the people who, who say, that, oh, I, I can't have time, I, have to, I can't go to church. Most of the people who, when it's church time, they don't go. Watch very carefully. Most of them sit down wasting their time. Most yeah. of them. They waste their time. Because that time, if you're a Christian, that time is supposed to be for God. You end up wasting the time. Even the, the seven things you said you wanted to do, one, you couldn't even finish it. You understand what I'm trying to say? Most times, someone Sunday morning, he says, oh, I need to rest. I have to go. Sometimes you go and meet them back. They haven't done much. They haven't done much. And it's just like that. And if you're a genuine Christian, you can, there's no way you can be a genuine Christian. Stay home when others are in church and feel comfortable. You won't feel comfortable. If you are feeling very comfortable, it's an emergency. Something is wrong with you. I'm telling you. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. It doesn't matter how busy, how people are looking for you. Someone loses her job and she's very excited because now I can, I can have time really to see God. 
Think about that. Look at the mindset someone has. You lose your job and you are happy because I, now I can have more time for the things of God. Now, the, the so-called normal people will look at such a person as abnormal. But angels of God look at such a person and say, this is the kind of people God can use to change our land. Hallelujah. Amen. What time is it? Time to seek the Lord. How do you seek the Lord? Spend time with him. Spend time reading your Bible. If you don't read your Bible, you can't seek God. Spend time reading your Bible, sister. That Bible is not to be put under your pillow and just left there under your pillow. Some of us have got all kinds of big, big, nice Bibles, but they are just in the shelf, like one of those books in the library. They are just there. Once in a while, you take it and just read it. That's why I actually encourage people to bring Bibles to church. So that all these things that sometimes I may say, you have to check if what I'm saying, the Bible is actually saying, or now in this year, we have it on the screen. Get it in your Bible, underline it. When you go back home, the screen will not follow you home. (laughs) Have you noticed that if you have your own Bible and underline things, when you are looking for something, it's very easy. That's why I always take my Bible anywhere I'm going to a meeting. Christian meeting. I take my Bible because I know God may say something. It may refer me to a scripture and I have to mark it in my Bible or note it down so that in my private life, because I want to see God. Right, so you, 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 you need to have a Bible. Tell somebody, you need to. It's good to have a Bible. <laughs> yeah, I know you've got an iPad. And there's Bible on the iPad. But you know, these are gadgets. Sometimes they are battery life. Even your mobile phone, sometimes you can't keep it. All right. So it's good to have a Bible. And then read it. Read it. What did I say? Read, read my lips. What did I say? Read, read it. <laughs> read your Bible. Christian sister, when we say seek first the kingdom of God, it means that read your Bible. So if you are Christian, when you are seeking God, read your Bible and spend time praying. All right. So read your Bible. That's the time I'm talking about. When you're wanting to spend time with God, you spend time praying, st- spend time reading your Bible, and sp- spend time fellowshipping. It takes other Christians for a Christian to grow. Yes. Did you hear what I said? The very time you start getting offended in church, Satan is coming closer to you because your offense will cut you off from your healthy fellowship. When revival comes, it affects the community. It affects people's behaviors. It, 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 I said crime will go down United Kingdom. Crime will go down. Why? Because a revival is coming. Hallelujah. The divorce rate will go down. Why? Because revival is coming. Say hallelujah. So spend time praying. Spend time fellowship. Sometimes the people who can help you walk with God, they are the very people sometimes you don't like the way they dress. Sometimes this one. And we, you see, I may not like something about this brother, mm-hmm. but as long as my relation with him is helping me get closer to God, the things I don't like is not necessary. It's secondary. What I like is that I'm getting closer to God because this guy was always chasing me, pray, 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 chasing me, pray, pray, pray. And these other guys I like with all these nice cars and these nice shoes and these nice houses. Anytime I go there, by the time I leave, my, all my computers turn into some wonderful, uh, unnecessary, rubbish stuff. Some of you after church, they are coming after you. They are coming. They are bringing all sorts of offers. Offers. Offers are coming. That church sister, she's also listening to me, but you are her target. After we close that, did you hear what Pastor was saying? Hey, you are not calling me a day, not a day at all. And then, then she. <laughs> you are praying, God, God, no, God, no way. Ah. No, wait, I bind the devil. 
Now you are standing around it. I banned the devil. No, sister, flee. Brother, run away from the lady. Don't bind her. Run away. Run away. What did I say? Run away. So spend time to seek the Lord. Spend time to pray. Spend time to fellowship, okay? Spend time fellowship. That's how, that's how you seek God. You spend time fellowshiping, come to church. God has given us so much grace. It, can, it doesn't happen. It's so common. Can you imagine midday, 12 to 1, we spend, come here to pray. And you are, you are home. <laughs> and you see what I'm, I'm talking about? Come on, let's pray. I'm not saying if you don't, you are not a good Christian. No, I'm not saying that. But such an opportunity. Take advantage of it. Every evening, we are here at 6 p.m. Every evening for 92 days. Hey, God has blessed us with such opportunity. He says, for me, ah, I can't do that. Or I can I think the little you can do, push yourself. You to be responsible for some spiritual growth in your life. And stop abdicating it to your Christian brother. Abdicating it. Abdicate your responsibility and leave it for your mother to be your grandmother to be praying for you and your mother to be praying for you. Every little mom, see the dream I had. Take some, re- you too, take some responsibility. And God will make sure he will give you the opportunity. Can you imagine? We are praying every evening, 6 p.m. here. And yes, some people, it has not even crossed my mind. Me, for me? Yes, for you. So it's very important. Spend time fellowshipping, spend time praying, and then invest. That's how to seek the Lord. Invest, invest your energy in the work of God. Invest your resources in the work of God. Invest your skill in the work of God. You are a computer guru. The best of your guruness is out there. And yet, the work of God also you use some computer. You know what I'm talking about? And you can see, oh, with this can be done. Some people can play keyboard. They are sitting in a good congregation. They can play keyboard. They can play keyboard. I saw me, you know, I, I, I play for Beyonce, you know. <laughs> I pray for Lady, Lady Gaga. Invest your skill in the things of God. At least let heaven boast of your, of your usefulness. Did you hear what I said? Let heaven boast of your usefulness to heaven. That's how to seek the kingdom of God. That's how to seek the kingdom of God. And let me leave the, all the rest because of our time. And then finally, I want to this one, I need to say it. You have to spend time building, securing the company of the Holy Spirit. That one is non-negotiable. Spend time building Holy Ghost company. One by praying, like last week I spoke about by word. And I wanted to add, last week I didn't add this one. It's very important. Your company, company, say company. company. Say company. company. It's not only the people you fellowship with. The people you hang around will definitely have a, a, a direct impact on you. The people you hang around. In these times of seeking God, some of you must cut certain contacts with some people. Cut relationships with some people. That's how to, it helps you to work with the Holy Spirit. And listen to me. This is a very serious one I'm going to say. Brothers and sisters, say consecration. consecration. Say consecration. consecration. Say purity. purity. Purity is necessary. Nowadays, we don't talk about those things in church. If you want to secure a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you have to clean your hands. Clean your hands. Bring your hands dirty like that. But he will help you to clean it and stay clean. It, and your mouth, that is, it's not everything you can be caught saying. A Christian sister, you open your mouth and some vulgar, vulgarity is flowing like, you know. The Holy Ghost can't hang around environments like that. I beg you, I'm telling you, serious. 
So we have to check the things that we watch, the things we say, the things we have been thinking about, and the things we actually do. Some of us, may be, you may be here struggling with an addiction. You have to stop it. The Holy Ghost is going to help you. Say that, I determine, Holy Ghost, I receive help. I'm stopping it now. Amen. Stop it. It will stop you if you don't stop it. Aye. It will stop you. Stop sin before sin stops you. Yeah. That's how we seek God. Yeah. That's how we, please, I beg you, put in an effort that you are going to keep your vessel pure for the Holy Spirit. So don't talk about people unnecessary. Yeah. And this one has done this, this one. It's not necessary. This time we are seeking God. So whether the hair she's wearing is her own or it belongs to someone. It's not that. Do you understand what I'm saying? All these things are distractions. They come and steal your energy and your focus. I see God helping somebody. 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 What time is it? What time is it? Please lift up your right hand and begin to pray that Lord help me to seek you closer. Help me to get closer to you. Help me to serve you the way I should. Help me, help me to pursue you. Help me to spend time with you. Help me to desire more of you. Help me to want to be like you. Oh Lord, help me. Let your grace be upon me. Let your grace be upon me, oh Lord. I am willing to walk with you. I am willing to put everything up. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit charis.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.